0: Welcome to Christ for Hope with Church, helping people discover their purpose for living and raising a kingdom people for global impact. Join us today as Reverend King Ago by his spirit, Conference. takes you deep into God's word. Hallelujah. It's been some awesome moments in God's presence. Glory to God. Hallelujah. For two days now. We've been learning why we come to church here. And this should actually be the vision of every church. Why do we come to church? As a matter of fact, some of you now, when you are asked why do you go to church or why are you a Christian, your answer is not going to be. um, My parents took me to church, hence I am a Christian or Because uh, it's a tradition of every Christian to always and always go to church every Sunday. You know, the tradition has become so intense in us that even when we think in our mind we are not going to church on Sunday, our body takes us to church. Because it's become a tradition. But for the past two days, Friday and Saturday, We've been able to learn why we come to church, why we do what we do here, why we'll preach the way we preach or teach the way we teach, why we'll pray the way we pray, why we'll always ask the choir to change the lyrics of whatever song they are going to sing if it is not in line with what Christ has done for us. So we've been able to learn, and we will still keep learning. And remember, our goal, our aim this year is that we all we grow together. Praise God. Hallelujah. We all will grow together. It's our year of the supernatural. And, and I must say to you that this year, you must not allow sentiment to distort your spiritual growth that you must be in a place of learning that will continue to learn. And we've been able to see how the church grew from the examples laid down for us by Christ because every model of the church should be according to the patterns laid down by Christ. And Paul did justice to this, magnifying the patterns of the church of what the church should be, we could see in the many crusades that Jesus had, most especially the four thousand and five thousand men gathering. For those three days, you notice uh, that for three good days, Jesus would teach and teach. We also see in uh, uh, in Ephesus, I believe, uh, Apostle Paul also teaching the church for. Estimation, 11 hours without resting. Well, they only took break when he taught till midnight. Maybe the reason they took break was because of the fellow young man that died in the spot. You know, the teaching was so intense that the guy got tired. He slept off sitting on the window. There must be overflow. There must be overflow that people would sit on a window to hear God's word. So he would sleep deeply because this guy was teaching. How many of you would love to be in a church like that? Glory to God. You know, in this day, we have fast food churches, you know, where where we just go one hour, we're done. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) So this guy was sitting on the window and he went into deep sleep and he fell down and died, and Paul going downstairs, woke him up, and came back preaching and teaching. And you will not also understand that he did not magnify the testimony of what had just happened. His testimony was Jesus. And you can also tell the church, the kind of church Paul raised. They were not flabbergasted by the fact that this guy has been raised from death. That is to tell you that was a normal thing going on in the church. That every believer is taught God's word and every believer does the work of the ministry. So we can see as Paul and the church began to progress and grow, teaching was a part and parcel of them. So why are you taught? Yesterday we dwelt on the reason you are taught is that you, for you to be equipped to be an able minister, and we saw that in Ephesians chapter four, from verses eleven, the purpose why Christ, when he resurrected and gave gift to men, he he made some pastors, apostles, uh, well apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastoring teachers. You see. Because, you know, sometimes people say, you know, it's five-fold ministry. It's not five-fold ministry. It's four-fold ministry. The pastor and teacher, that word is um, um, the Kai rule of Bible interpretation. That and there is the Greek word Kai, K-A-I, which means that is. So when it says pastor, that is teacher. That is a pastoring teacher. Glory to God. So a pastor, he's supposed to teach the flocks of Christ. He's supposed to teach the flock of Christ. Glory to God. And we are going to be addressing that at the instructions Christ gave to Peter. And we will see that in the lives of the church that they learned the word and they grew by the word of God. And out of the church, a baby church that Paul had to spend about three years with, how they grew and elders or overseers was raised from the church. Glory to God. So, when he gave apostles, prophets, um, evangelists, and pastoring teachers, why? There is a purpose. He said, for the perfecting of the saints. That word perfecting is actually means, from Greek, means equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. For the work of ministry. That no believer, you, as a matter of fact, in the Bible, when you read through the Bible, no one in the church was ever called members of church. Jesus called them disciples. Apostle Paul called them disciples. And the word disciple is the word that means student. Praise God. That means the church is the university of Christ to equip you to do the work of ministry. So we also read, we also read that when Christ was, um, you know, he reconciled the world to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So a believer is handed over the ministry of reconciliation to be a soul winner. I am a soul winner. Glory to God. So we can begin to see all of that. Teaching was going on. And remember, it was one message. The message that was preached to the Greek was the same message preached to the, to the Jews. Glory to God. And as a matter of fact, they used the Old Testament materials to teach about Christ. So the message of Christ is consistent from Genesis to Malachi. It's just that Genesis to Malachi is Jesus concealed. And the New Testament is Jesus revealed. Glory to God. So, a teaching has been committed to us. A responsibility has been committed into our hands that we are not just what people call ordinary Christian. I'm just an ordinary Christian. There is no believer that is ordinary. A believer is called to do the work of ministry. Christ handed over to your hands the ministry of reconciliation. And so, no one in the church is a spectator in the church. Glory to God. No one in the church is a spectator. In Acts chapter 2, they continued in the apostles' teaching, in the apostles' doctrine. That's They continued in the apostles' doctrine. They continued in it, and they fellowship together. They had what we call koinonia, in the breaking of bread, and praying together. Everyone had all things in common. Acts chapter 2, from verse 42 downward. So, we see the, the pattern of the church is that the church is not a social club or a social gathering. The church is not an organization. We are a family. He called us the household of God. So we are his family. Glory to God. So we notice that it's one teaching and and that is what has been consistent. So why do we do what we do? We do what we do. We preach the way we preach. We sing the way we sing. We pray the way we pray so that you will find your place in him. That your reality will be unveiled. Not everyone that said they are Christian really know their reality in Christ. I, you know, let something happen. Glory to God. We do what we do. We teach you so that you are not moved by wind of doctrine. During the COVID period, you know, when it just started, I have pastor friends who normally I would call and beg. Let's pray together. They don't have time. But during the COVID season, they became the one looking and f- running after me for us to be praying together. Why? Because they thought the world is coming to an end. By every wind of doctrine, messages that are now, Gospels that are now seasonal. I call them the trending gospel yesterday. We don't do the trending gospel. We have a material in our heads. That Jesus is the only actor of the script, called the scripture. Glory to God. So see what Paul will say to Timothy here. In Timothy chapter 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2 here. We read from verse 1. Thou therefore my son, he will call him son, be strong in the Lord, in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace. Be strong in the grace. Glory to God. That is in Christ Jesus. That is in what? That is in what? Hallelujah. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, that is the message that you have been taught, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. So the reason you come here is for us to teach you, equip you so that you will be able to teach others. We are not just raising a breed of believers that just believe I have to look fine when I go to church. You know, there are people, the only reason they go to church, they go to church because they want to showcase the new dress they just wore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They go to church to to just showcase, I am the best dressed today, glory to God. And if nobody notices it, you draw attention to yourself. But a church is not a social gathering. The church is a place where you are taught and equipped for ministry. That is why we ask you to come here. That is why we ask you to come here. To equip you, to bring you to the unity of the faith. Glory to God that which you have been taught, commit to faithful men. That the Bible cannot be used for financial studies. Amen? You know, I graduated from the Kelly School of Business, and there was never a day they brought the Bible to teach me accounting or finance. If they did that, I would run away from that class and go to the dean and tell them, they are not using the material they're supposed to use. Because the Bible has a consistent message. And we ask you to come here so that you will be taught that consistent message. Praise God. I said, Praise God. So he's asking that what you have been taught come into faithful men. So no one is allowed to hear this word and keep it to themselves. So we ask you to come here to get you ready and prepared to do that work of ministry, to be a soul winner. We, bring you, we ask you to come here because we know that Jesus is our focal point. It's not Reverend Argo. Uh-uh, it's not me. The day I will start to preach myself, is that day myself, I will retire from preaching. <laughs> Praise God. Because I made that vow. I will never depart from this message of Christ. Hallelujah. So now we're going to do some little analysis for the sake of time. We are going to see, you know, as the church started growing, there were things that happened in the scriptures, in the, in the epistles. So we're just gonna see some of the things that happened in um, some of the things that happened in uh, in the book of Acts. Some things that happened in the book of Acts. Glory to God. Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. If you are there, say amen. So let's read from verses 2 now. See something here. A situation that just happened, the church is increasing in number. And then, there was a complaint. In fact, can you just go to chapter 1, verses 1, sorry, verses 1. Let's just see the the background story there. In those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, you see what he called the church? Disciples. He called them students. He didn't say, I'm a member of this denomination. Uh -uh. He called them student. Student that must learn the word of God. Student that must learn what Christ has done, has provided for mankind. That will learn the word. The church is the place for learning. It's not a place to fraternize, to make cliques. When you are taught the word of God, Everyone become your brother and your sister. Praise God. Hallelujah. When, you, when you are taught the word of God accurately, you see yourself in the vision. I don't need to come to you and say, oh, I want you to do this. You just see yourself. You are intoxicated from within to do the work of ministry. Glory to God. So you see, he called them disciples. He said there was multiplied, and there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were re- neglected in the daily ministration. You see, you see the you know the, the little issue that they had. you you, you see now. This will tell you, you know, these apostles are going to jump in to start talking to everybody. Okay, if you need to eat this food, come and meet me. Pacify them. Beg them. Oh, don't be angry. I know we are trying to settle these divisions and everything. But see what they would do. Next verse, in verse 2. Verse 2, glory to God. Hallelujah. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. So you see, there is a place for the gift that Christ has given to the church. And that place is the place of word and prayer that they continue to pray and teach the word of God. That is the primary assignment in Ephesians four, 4 eleven. That is the primary assignment given to the apostles, the, uh, the, the evangelists, the prophet to teach. You know, when we say, you see here, he didn't say the prophet have a different ministry. Did you ever see it that way, like that? That the prophet, you know, his ministry is different. He's only to just call names. No, they bring everyone to the faith. To the unity of the faith. So, he says, then, you know, he said, um, to serve tables. That's not a place. not in verse 3, let's see what verse 3 says. Next verse. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost. Now, what will concern the serving of food with the Holy Ghost? Somebody will say, this is just a kind of thing. I mean, anybody in the church can do it. But the truth of the matter is, the church is not an organization, so we should not treat it that way. So anyone that must work must be taught, and is the person that have that Holy Ghost in them, that no place in the church is a place that must be treated right, um, um, uh, lightly that everything you find in church is a ministry for example the 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 media folks now our social media folks they are ministering to us the ushers that are standing they are ministry everything in church is a ministry and must not be treated lightly so we ask you to come here to be taught he says, of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Qualifications. See something here. He did not use skills, he did not use talents. Oh, you know, this brother or this sister, you know, this day and age, we relegate the ministry of serving to the women. A long time ago, I used to call it the martyr ministry. <laughs> Praise God. But he will appoint men. He didn't say, you know, these guys have been serving food before. I think they'll be able to do it now. I see there's a great zeal in this person. Let's just throw this person there. No, no, no. Because they didn't want to raise a church that has zeal without knowledge. That knowledge is key. Knowledge is expedient when it comes to the place of the church. That is what you come here to do. Praise God. So, next verse. Next verse. But we will give ourselves continually to what? To prayer and to the ministry of the word. That everybody in the church have to find their place in the church. The pastor should not be the one doing everything. And this is why we ask you to come. To teach you accurately that you are a believer. There is no room to be a bench warmer. That everyone is called to serve. Everyone is called to serve. This is why we ask you. You are called to serve. Jesus Christ gave you the ministry of reconciliation. He never said only the apostles, you know. You are the apostles. I'm only giving this to you. No. He gave it to every believer in the world. Glory to God. Next verse. Next verse. Hallelujah. And they're saying, please and they saying, please, the whole multitude and they chose Stephen underline his name a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. He was a man of the word. The same Philip. We're going to, we're going to see his, his life in a little bit here. He was a man full of the word. And Philip and Prochorus and Nicanon and Timon and Pamenas and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. Next verse. Verse 6, glory to God. Verse 6, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. You see, this is just to usher, to do serving of food, to coordinate it. And we need Holy Ghost. This must be a church that has been well trained. Pastor, this is serving to the carnal body. Why do we need oligos? No, the church should not be looked at like that. The church is not a place where we just bring different kinds of things into place to cause distortion. No. The church must be trained. The church must be taught accurately the word of God. And whatever happens in the church, we must have the mindset of having the dealings with the family of God. So, in this church, we are a family. In this church, it doesn't matter how, well you look down on yourself. You know, there are people who who have mastered the craft of looking down on themselves. How many of you have, have used the word, but you know, there are some certain things pastors should be doing. That one is not my place. For example, a sick person walking here. Oh, you know, this one is especially for pastor to pray. No. The same God, the same spirit that is in the pastor is the same one that is in you. It functions the same way, it functions in the pastor, in you. This is where you are taught. Praise God. And in verse 7, he said. And the word of God increased, you see, the word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. As the word of God is increasing, that is to say, people are coming to the place of maturity. And as they are coming to the place of maturity, they are now doing the work of ministry As they are doing the work of ministry, they go out and bring people to the church to be trained as well. I want you to understand something here. The word didn't increase and the people just sat there and did nothing. The church increased in number because they were taught, they were trained, and they understood ministry. And they went out for ministry. Ministry of Reconciliation. Praise God. So, the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. A great company. That means the the Jewish priests, some of them were converted into the faith. Have you ever wondered how it will be recorded... In the epistles, one day they are just teaching. All of a sudden, three thousand people added to the church in one day. I have not seen anybody broke that record <laughs> in one day. You know, I would just use this word likely, likely, or lightly. Sorry, lightly. One we put a thousand to a flight. How many two we put to a flight? Ten, Ten thousand. thousand. That the work of the ministry is not left for one man. It's for every born again child of God. This is why we ask you to come. So that you are trained. So that you will not be feeding on motivational speakings. You know, motivational engagements? You know, I've told you on Friday, I used to do it a lot. When the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, they were like men that drink dream dreams. For the Egyptians you see today, you will see no more. Give somebody a high five and tell them the Egyptians you see today, you will see no more. God will help you. The day the Egyptian, an Egyptian will be among you. <laughs> Praise God. But you are fed the word of God. So we see the precedents. So let's see quickly, you know, I'm just running through this because of time now. Let's see quickly the life of Stephen in verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Question, who was Stephen? An usher in the church. His primary role was to serve food, to serve tables. And yet, he wrote many miracles. How? He understood ministry. That it doesn't matter where you find yourself in the church. You should become a giant of the word of God. Whether you are singing in the usher, you should be able to accurately teach God's word to other people. It's the essence. A man that was made to serve tables, the Bible called him full of power and of faith. It wasn't only about just serving food. It went about Kabaya. After today, I decree over you. Many of you will come to understand your reality. You will come to know why you are a believer. You know, it's not just to say by mouth. If If a demon-possessed person should enter somewhere now, not here because I know you have been taught where, you will notice as they are manifesting, everybody will move away from that direction. Listen, I have seen this happen before. (laughs) Praise God. Nobody will like to talk to that person again. That some have even mastered the act of arguing with demons. Come out. I won't. Come out. (laughs) What is your name? Don't ask me. Okay, now come out. I won't. Come out. Who are you to ask me to come out? How many demons did Jesus argue with? The Bible said, when they cross over from the sea, a demon-possessed man filled with legions of demons who have been chasing people away saw Jesus from afar and recognized Jesus. As a believer, Jesus is in you, and you are in him. A demon-possessed person, rather, a demon should see you from afar and tremble. You don't fear no demon. You know those days, I used to. I've heard all kinds of stories. You know, I'm an old man in ministry. (laughs) Forget about the physical age. (laughs) Some of the men you celebrate, I'm older than them in ministry. I kid you not. I am over 25 years in ministry. I kid you not. (laughs) Praise God. So those days. We, we, you know, I used to say that time that I'm in deliverance ministry <laughs> until the day a young lady showed me something. <laughs> Nicely dressed all night. I said, Bring her to me now. As she was manifesting, I remember I had my tie on. It became a case of when the deliverer needs deliverance. <laughs> While I was praying, she targeted my tie. <laughs> I came proud. He left me. She left me lawyer. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> she handled my tie and began to dra- drag it. At that point, I forgot about prayer. I started shouting, "Help me!" <laughs> so, so I've seen it. I've seen it all. So in those days when we are growing, they used to say there are ladies that come with marine spirit with this and that, and then there's a serpent that comes on their head like this. If he just touch them, he will bite your hand, he will do this. And we used to be afraid those days. So when we want to start ministering to people, we'll first of all be doing them like this, doing them like this. So that if there's any any serpent anywhere. <laughs> that, that was a man. Who didn't know who he carried? You know this God? No, no, no. Do you know this God? No, no, no. Do you know this God? By our standard, I'm not saying he will do this, but by our standard, if this God should make a single, just like this, he won't relax his leg anywhere. Just like this, the earth will be wiped out of existence. This God, you, you carry this God, and yet you are afraid of little things. God punished that devil. So you see, he was a man who wrought many miracles. Then there arose certain of the synagogue, which is called the synagogue of the Libertines and Cyrenians and Alexandrians, and them of Cilicia. And of Asia disputing with Stephen, you see these ones we're holding onto the law. Say law, <laughs> if you mention Moses, <laughs> if you mention Moses, we will remove your head and put it somewhere. You know, at that time Moses was respected as a god. Moses, Moses. <laughs> so, one thing you must also understand. In the place of truth, those who have not seen the light will always like to dispute it. The truth of the matter is, if everybody accepts it in one day, then something is wrong somewhere. That's the truth. But the lie remains a lie, even though everybody believes it. And the truth remains a truth, even though nobody believes it. All right? So they were arguing with him. So if you hear people argue with me these days, call me all names and all those titles that I don't even dream myself, see myself having, just let, let them be. They did it in the days of old. They will do it this time. But our role is to ensure The message is passed across. We should not spend time trying to argue with people. Look for how to get this truth across to them. Are are we still together here? So, and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he speak. You see, they could not. So, in their mind, they know this is the truth. Have you seen a people like that? You know, yesterday I told you, when people walk in deception, there is a level of deception. They don't know they themselves that are teaching in deception are in deception. You remember I told you that? Like the story that used to go around that, those days, that they, they died and went to hell. You can imagine, they got saved two days ago. Today they died. Just watch it though. Then they went to heaven, and God showed them heaven. Then they got to a certain mansion. They... <laughs> the building was uncompleted in heaven. <laughs> As they were seeing, they were not bringing concrete, cement. dangote. I never knew Dan Gote's company was in heaven. <laughs> they brought cement to put on, to, you know, to, to build. And in our asked, the angels. or you No, know, he said, Christ. Christ. And I will tell you that mystery now. Christ. He now asked Christ. Ah, Christ. What is this? He said, oh, these people are the ones. You see this building now. You see the witness of this building. That person just dropped their tithe. I never knew your money that is man-made can secure a place for you in heaven. That is an hiding deception. You know why they may not know? Don't quote me. I'm not against what they saw. Even Paul said, you know, I I think he was caught up in the third heavens and all of those stuff. So there is a spiritual realm. Don't quote me wrong. Don't, don't, Don't get me wrong. I understand that there is a spiritual realm. But you must also understand that in the spiritual realm, the devil is in the spiritual realm. And the Bible said they are, they are wolves in sheep clothing. So the devil will always come to men as an angel of light. So it is possible what they saw was, a, was the devil coming as an angel of light. And then they now took them to hell. They begin to mention all the men of God that got you saved. Those ones that got you saved. That have lived for years fighting for the faith. All of them, they are in hell. But they that just got saved two days ago, they are in heaven. Abba. (laughs) So it takes a church that is well taught not to even pray for things like that. To say whether it is true or not. You will easily know this is deception in the highest order. So, you know, they know this was the truth. In verse 11, then they suborned men, we said, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. You see, they, they now begin to give it title. Someone that is accurately teaching God's word. Because they didn't have anything against him. They said it was blasphemy. And they stirred up the people. And the elders and the scribes and came upon him and caught him and brought him to the council. And set up what witnesses? False witnesses. So if they were telling the truth, why should they incite men and set up false witnesses? Because they didn't want the truth to come out. Praise God. We said, this man ceases not to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place and shall change the customs which Moses delivered us. So, maybe they're talking about, you know, what Jesus said, you know, destroy this temple and in three days I'll rebuild it in the Gospels. And, And you see people of low mentality. No wonder Jesus used parables a lot. They still went ahead. A case that has been settled. <laughs> At this point, is a done deal. They brought it back. And people of low mentality were still running with it. Jesus was talking about his body. In fact, spiritually, by symbolically, Jesus was talking about translating the temple worship and now making the body the temple of the Holy Ghost. And that was what they still brought before this man. (laughs) And all that sat in the council, looking steadfastly on him, saw his face as it had been the face of an angel. Even miracles were happening at that time. (laughs) But yet, deception in the heart of people. So we ask you to come here so that you'll be accurately taught God's word. Now, let's quickly go to um, chapter 7. We're just going to read something uh, small here. Still on the account of Stephen. Um, Verses 57 to 60. Praise God. Time will not permit me to go through these very short things, but let me just rush through. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. You see? Stephen is standing there, accusations upon accusations. Instead of Stephen, to speak up and defend himself, what did he do? He started teaching. He found opportunity to exert the ministry of reconciliation. And the more and more he was teaching, they know that this one is going to deliver people. See what they did? They cried out with loud voice and stopped their ears. You see, sometimes all those arguments that people argue with you is just because they don't want to hear the truth. So you should be wise enough to know. Are we together here? You should be wise enough to know. Glory to God. In verse 8, And cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul, and the stone Stephen calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. So, do you see something here? These this men were well-taught. You know, his disciples said, Jesus... Why don't you just call down fire now to just, and Jesus said, he rebuked them and say do you know of whom spirit you are? So the, we ask you to come so that we accurately teach you the word so that you will have God's character and manifest God's character. At the place of his death, he's still begging for their forgiveness because a seed has been sown. He did not say, my God, you are going to kill every enemy of mine now. Kill them and let them not wake up. God is not a killer. And we ask you to come so you will have that understanding of God's word. We do what we do here. Um, Verse Chapter 8 now. Chapter 8, very quickly. Let's read from verse 4. Chapter 8. We're going to see another man, one of the ushers, to serve food. Amen. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere, preaching the word, then Philip. So, at this point, because of Saul and the persecutions that was going on, the church was scattered. As the church was scattered, they didn't wait for Paul to come and assemble them so that ministry would continue. Every one of them went doing ministry. Did you see that in the church? As persecution arose, everybody everywhere, the one that were, went to Macedonia, the one that went to Rome, the one that every area, the one that went to Ethiopia, every one of them they did they continued ministry. Why? They were well taught. He said, then, he said um, therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Who did Philip preach? So the word that all the disciples that were scattered abroad preached, what was that word? Christ. That message was consistent. So when we preach and teach you Christ here, is to equip you. And let you know there is no other message. Amen. So Philip went up for Christ. And the people with one accord gave heed unto this, those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. So miracles always go with the preaching of Christ. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with parses, and that were lame, were healed. And there was great joy in that city. So, I, I guess this is where a lot of people get that idea of, come out. I, mm, come out. <laughs> and they will start arguing. No, no. <laughs> but Philip never argued with any demon. Praise God. He said, but there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. You see? You see? He was bewitching people. You see why we say miracle is not the message. A miracle-seeking generation is a generation that refuses to grow because that is not the message. The devil can perform miracles. Do you know that? The devil, devil can perform miracles. So, we are not persuaded by miracles. We are persuaded by the ministry of the world. To whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest. You see, why did they give heed? Because he used sorcery to do all manner of things. Rasmatars. Saying, this man is the great power of God. They even called him the great power of God. <laughs> and to him, they had regard because that of a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which was, were done. You see? When truth came, the truth eliminated all the falsehood Simon had done. That both Simon and the followers, the disciples of Simon, they were all saved. The entrance of God's word giveth life and understanding. Quickly to 26. You know, this is just um, the case of the eunuch. This is just a case of the eunuch. You know, time will not permit me to read it. The case of the eunuch. You know, the same Philip who was an usher to serve food. is not doing ministry work. Look, this guy wasn't ordained pastor. <laughs> I don't know if you are understanding something that happened there. He was presented as an usher to serve food. Yet, he was doing mighty things. The angel of the Lord spoke to him. Join this chariot. He joined the chariot. He had to, you know, understand that word that readers, and he said, "How do I understand unless a man explaining to me?" And right from the same scripture, he expanded on the things which was written of Christ. Ah, this guy was well trained. That is why we train you here. When anybody brings the scripture, like I was telling you, I think um, yesterday or so, a case of um, a certain preacher who, who came out and said premarital sex is not a sin. Now, I have a work in my hand now to not teach the pastors that I oversee. Are you following me? And they are asking, but what scripture are we not going to use to explain, to counter him? I said, the same scriptures he used. What I will do for you is that I'm going to expand on the scriptures he has used we don't need to go and be looking for another scriptures. Okay, this is what this scripture might be saying. Let's use it. No, 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 no. From the same scripture. When you are well taught, it doesn't matter what scriptures anybody will bring to you to argue. From the same scripture, you will expand on it. This is why we ask you to come here. We are not just raising a breed of believer that won't know what to do. You can imagine a deacon chosen to serve food a deacon chosen to serve food is now holding miracle crusades everywhere. There is no place for a believer to do nothing. The moment you got saved, get involved with ministry. Praise God. Let's see quickly the instructions of of Christ in John chapter 21. Let me just speed up. Give me just a few more minutes. John 21. John 21, verse 15. Are you there? So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than this? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, Thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Or rather, Feed my lambs. You see, Jesus is not saying, Go to where they are rearing those things and just be giving them food. He's talking about people to teach them the word. You see the instructions. You see the instructions. He's telling them to teach them the word. The same thing repeated, which some theologians have argued to be the Jews, the Gentiles, and all of that. If you just read Jesus Christ asked him this question three times: feed my sheep, and then the last time, feed my lamb. That the gospel should not only be given to the Jews, it should be all over the world. And it must be the same message. This is why we teach you, and we are consistent with what we do. Praise God. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. We can also see a case of one Apollos in Acts chapter 18. Let's quickly see the case of Apollos in Acts chapter 18. In Acts chapter 18. We're reading from verse 24. He said, and a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scripture, Came to Ephesus. You see, Apollos was mighty in the scripture, it says. He was, in fact, to Apollos, he taught, <laughs> he taught there was no other man like him. He was he was mighty and eloquent. His speech was fluid. Verse 25. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in the Spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. So this guy already had a following, but he was still stuck in the place that predated the death of Christ. Of course, you know, the baptism of John was only done. The sole purpose of John's baptism was to point out Christ. When Christ was pointed out, the baptism of John ended. When John tried to continue his ministry, what happened to him? (laughs) Praise God. are we together here? So this guy... Is eloquent, he's fluent, he had a following. He's a teacher, but he only had the message of John the Baptist. <laughs> and he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, which whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expanded unto him the way of God more perfectly. In other words, they said, look, look. You know, but you don't know. <laughs> we see the zeal in you, but come, let us teach you ministry. And the man did not say, who bonnet thee? You, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? I always say, what has the age Of Methuselah got to do with the wisdom of Solomon. That small boy. That that boy. Many have commonized grace to just that small boy. That boy. You know, it's a religious verse I'm using in case you don't know yet. Yeah, that's a religious word. That boy, you know. Who is he to teach me the word? That boy. Do you know how many times I've been how many years I've been in ministry? Peter was in ministry before Paul came. At the end of the day, Peter became a student of Paul. My friends, it's not how long you have been in ministry, it's how well have you accurately teach God's word. So they brought this man, Aquila, I love those couples. They brought this man and taught him the way of the Lord perfectly. It's not like what he was teaching was wrong. But he only ended somewhere. That error is gone. He is over with. Jesus fulfilled it. Now this is the error we are in. Let us take you into, into, into the place of growth. And the guy was humble. I love Apollos. This is what the scripture does. It doesn't matter how long you have been in church. Open up. (laughs) Glory to God. It doesn't matter. Because the church should be a place for teaching. Praise God. And when he was disposed to pass into Achaia, the brethren wrote, exalting the disciples to receive him, who, when he was come, helped them which, much which had believed through grace. For he mightily convinced the Jews, and that publicly showed him by the scriptures that Jesus was Christ. After he had been taught. Now, he moved away from the baptism of John. And is now convincing people. Hey guys, forget about that message I preached. Or the message I used to preach. Hey guys, this is what the message should be. Hey guys, you know, I, I, I was only taught this way. Hey guys, but this is the true message. He began to do ministry accurately. This is why we do what we do. Praise God. Paul warning. The church, let's see, quickly see Galatians chapter 1. Paul warning 1 the church. Let me just speak through. Paul warning the church. Galatians chapter 1, from verse 6. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ, unto another gospel, a different gospel, which is not another. But there be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. We should not entertain any other gospel other than the gospel of Christ because any other gospel cannot grow us. Am I still communicating here? Yes, am I still communicating? Yes, because of time. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. I mean, chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, from verse 2 to 4. Let's see what it says. For I am jealous over you with, glo- with godly jealousy. You see, as you are seated here right now, I will ensure no other doctrine enter your ear. Is a godly jealousy. It's a godly one. Because I have made to be an overseer over you to watch your spiritual growth. Praise God. For I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear Lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is uh, that is in Christ. You see that message that Eve brought, I mean, um, serpent brought was deception. The time will not permit us to go there. Praise God, for if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received or another gospel, which he have not accepted, ye might have well bear with me. So there is he that preacheth another Jesus. The fact that Jesus is mentioned in his psalm doesn't make it the gospel of Christ. And another gospel carries with it another spirit. The disciples thought Elijah was doing the things of God by calling fire down. And Jesus rebuked them and said, don't you know the spirit of whom you are? That that thing that, that Elijah had that killed people wasn't God. Time will not permit me to go into it. So the fact that somebody say in Jesus' name, there is Jesus in South America. In Mexico, there is Jesus. So the fact that Jesus is mentioned, the fact that Jesus is mentioned in a song doesn't make it a gospel song. Oh, I feel I'm talking to somebody here today. So we ask you to come that you are accurately taught God's word without ambiguity. Time won't permit so uh, time won't permit. Let's just let's put this to a close. 1 Corinthians 9:16. It will be the last thing I'm reading to you. 1 Corinthians 9:16. If you are there, say amen. amen. See what it says. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. This is Paul talking woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. So necessity is laid on me and the gospel is what I have been called. The purpose for the calling of and teachers, the apostles, the evangelists and all is to equip the saints to preach one message, to equip the saints for ministry and edification of the church that the church must be edified and bring them to the unity of the faith and that faith is in Christ and faith come by hearing the word of God, not hearing of you will you you will buy a car, not hearing you will build a mansion not hearing you we own businesses but it's the word of God and that word of God is a person. John 1 1 he says in the beginning was the word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. Verse 14 and the Word was made flesh and made to dwell amongst us. That word is a person and so if we must learn the word of God we must learn of whom Jesus is. He said that I may know him when I came among you I am determined to know nothing except Christ that I may know him and come to the knowledge, the epignosis, the precise, the precise knowledge of Christ, the comprehensive insight about Christ. I determine to know nothing but Christ. So we ask you to come here So that you will understand that when you got born again, when you got saved by his grace, when you got saved, you were thrown into ministry. And that commitment and necessity has been laid in our hands. That is the necessity and the purpose and the vision why we gather here as a church. If you can rise on your feet, I want you to take just two minutes and just recommit yourself to the the vision. Commit yourself to that vision. Commit yourself to that vision. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel of Christ. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel of Christ. Woe is me. I have no other message. I have no other message. We hope your soul has been richly blessed. More video and audio teachings are available on our website. Church.com. On Facebook, Kingsley Ago Ministry. On YouTube, Kingsley Ago Ministry.